0: Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific coming at you to talk a little bit about Snapchat. So Snapchat is one of these interesting platforms that has risen over the last couple years, and it seems like no small business knows how to use it effectively. In a lot of cases, small businesses may feel intimidated that trying to include Snapchat in their marketing mix may be a little risky, or maybe they just don't know how to use Snapchat in general. So with the platform, I read a statistic that Snapchat brings in about 100 million active users on a daily basis, which is pretty significant. So I would say that it's a bit naive for any business to think that Snapchat isn't viable as a marketing platform. With 100 million active users on a daily basis, it's definitely possible to include Snapchat in that marketing mix and figure out how can we use Snapchat to build possibly brand recognition, or some kind of awareness for our younger audience then really what it comes down to is it takes a little bit of creativity and some kind of new approach to how you create your content strategy when it comes to implementing snapchat and your marketing mix so I'll dive right into snapchat and how maybe like a small business could use snapchat for their marketing I would say that creating and submitting geo filters is definitely the cheapest and best route to go. So instead of spending thousands of dollars, which it seems like a lot of companies are doing right now, a lot of the bigger companies are spending thousands upon thousands of dollars. I read some statistic out there that some brands are even spending upwards to about $750,000 a day on Snapchat just to advertise and get that awareness out there. Small businesses don't have the money to do that. So I would say that creating a geo filter and maybe mapping an area would be the best way to engage your audience. So I went through and kind of played with the geo filter designer kind of builder thing that Snapchat has. If you look up like business.snapchat.com, I believe is the website or you can just go to snapchat.com and. They'll have their little builder and how you can submit a geo filter for your business. Or you might possibly want to use it for like an event, maybe if you have like a store opening or some kind of flash sale or whatever. Geo filters are kind of a cool way to engage with your audience and get people interacting with you. So in the first step, if you go to like Snapchat.com and kind of go through and start building your geo filter, the first step is the design. So you design your geo filter, and there's a couple ways you can do this. You can either design the filter within Snapchat, or you can upload your own PNG, or your own transparent image, maybe your logo or whatever the design is pertaining to your business or your event. With something like this, if you do decide to upload your own image, you wanna make sure that you fit within the dimensions that Snapchat has put forward. And that's usually along the lines of, like, smartphones. I would probably design for iPhone, not, you know, given that I have a little bit of a bias to iPhone. But a lot of people are going to be using an iPhone, so you could probably just design your Snapchat filter within a dimension of an iPhone. And I don't remember what the exact dimension is right now. I want to say it's around, like, maybe three to 400 pixels by about seven to 800 pixels. Off the top of my head, I don't really remember. But anyways, you can either design it within Snapchat or you can upload your own thing. So the second step in developing a geofilter is choosing the date range that you want the geofilter to come up so this is great for opening up new locations. If you have a specific date in mind, you could set up a new geo filter for the new location. Or if you have like a lightning sale, or if you have some kind of huge event, you can select either a day. And it's always based on an hourly range. So you can choose like between, I don't know, like 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. or between 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can even do something along the lines of within business hours, maybe between like nine to five, whatever date and time range that you choose will kind of depend on your strategy and how you want to disperse your Snapchat content. Basically what it comes down to is kind of like depending on how long you have the filter running will kind of dictate how much the cost is. And that's something that we'll go into a little bit after we talk about the next step, which is location. So, yeah, we'll go right into location, I guess. So with location, you can set up kind of a geometric area that the, the geofilter would kind of be within. So ideally, this is going to be the area around either your business or around the events that you're holding and this is where if someone's like at your event or someone's at your place of business, that is going to be the only area that they're going to see that geo filter, which has a couple perks to it. So if you have the geo filter at your place of business, you could do something cool like maybe like a geo filter that has like a coupon or maybe if someone uses the geo filter and they send it to their friends if they're able to show you like their story for example, They'll be able to show you that, hey, I use the geofilter and maybe they get some kind of incentive. I don't know, like 5-10% off or some kind of special gift as that incentive to show that, hey, I love that you're using the filter and you're spreading the message about my business. So I'm going to give you that kind of that um, perk, as you will, for using the geofilter and kind of spreading the word, whether it's just the business in general or the event. And this is a great way for potential customers that maybe they're not able to make it to your business on that day, or maybe they're not able to make it to your event. They're still able to see that geo filter. They're still aware of what's going on and maybe they'll be able to swing by the business at some point to check out what's going on. So and talked a little bit about the cost. It's pretty cheap to run a geo filter So based on what I found, it's anywhere from about $5 to $30 an hour to run a geofilter. And a lot of this depends on the surface area that you cover. So in the example that I did when I was creating my own filter, I have this better documented on the blog post on impactdesign.com. So if you go to impactdesign.com and actually find the Snapchat blog, you'll be able to see all the images pertaining to the test that I ran. But long story short, if you're not able to see that blog post, basically what I did was I created an area of about 1.8 million square feet. This is based on what Snapchat told me that I was covering. And within that 1.8 million square footage, it was about $5.74 an hour. For my filter to show up and allow someone to be able to use that filter within that kind of that radius or that 1.8 million square footage. That comes out to about like 30 cents per 100,000 square feet. And that's pretty good. It's quite affordable, especially if maybe you have something running for a couple hours. I mean, looking at it from the perspective that at the lower end of the spectrum, you only have to spend about five bucks. Maybe if you run it for a couple hours, it may end up running anywhere from like 50 to to $100, depending on how long you run your geo filter and how big of an area that you cover. Whatever it is, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good surface area to cover, and it's pretty affordable. And based on a report that I read, it was from Hootsuite, that it's reported that about 40 to 60% of people that use Snapchat will eventually see that geo filter. And that's if you run it throughout the whole day. That's about 40 to 60% of Snapchatters will probably see that geo filter if you run it throughout the day. So given that there are about 100 million people that use Snapchat on a daily basis, that's not a bad return on your investment. That's actually pretty good considering that a lot of ROI or A lot of returns, like if you do like Facebook advertising, you may have like a click through anywhere around like a couple percent, maybe like five, six percent at the highest. So given that 40 to 60 percent of Snapchatters are going to see this filter, if you run it throughout the whole day is pretty significant. It's pretty good. So besides the geo filters, there's a whole ton of other options that Snapchat has for advertising And a lot of these have to do with video advertisements. This is something I wouldn't necessarily recommend for small businesses because they can be pretty expensive. I did kind of throw out that number earlier that some businesses are spending about $750,000, and a lot of that is within video advertisements. However, not to discredit video advertisements, they are pretty effective. And there's specifically a test that was ran by Adweek that basically what happened was Adweek followed a couple different publications and businesses that were trying to use Snapchat videos and trying to use Snapchat video advertisements specifically to see how effective they were. And to give you a little bit of insight as far as what businesses did, AdWeek found that about 68% of businesses use Snapchat video ads and had some kind of prompt to take further action, whether it was swiping up on the advertisement and going to a website or maybe being directed to a longer video. Between those two, that was about 68% of businesses were doing some kind of prompt and going to show that. It, it's almost it seems like a lot of companies still don't really know how to kind of run their advertisement within 10 seconds so maybe they have that prompt to maybe get someone's attention and bring them in to whatever the brand is trying to tell like what kind of story they're trying to tell and trying to invite them to their website or to a longer video to learn a little bit more about what exactly it is that the brand is trying to talk about or the kind of story that they're trying to showcase so a little bit more about the advertisements adweek found that a lot of the advertisements were associated with any brands or any companies that are in the quote-unquote featured section and in the featured section these are different feeds that come from entertainment companies such as comedy central and ign and a lot of times it comes from like news websites as well such as like Washington Post, CNN, New York Times. And these are typically the featured sections that a lot of people look at. And I did see that there were a couple sections for like Cosmopolitan, People magazine and Esquire. And these are brands that are associated typically with like magazines. And if you think about places such as like Cosmo or People and Esquire, they have a very specific demographic to them. In a way, they almost have a pretty specific psychographic as well. That's something that could be a whole different topic within itself outside of talking about Snapchat. Anyways, basically what would happen or with a company that's looking at putting together a video advertisement, What they could do is figure out, okay, maybe I want to put my advertisement in Cosmopolitan because I have the specific demographic that I'm wanting to target. Basically, what you can do is take your advertisement and put it either into one of the featured feeds, like Cosmo, People, CNN, whoever, because you know what the target market is going to be. Or you could try to tailor it towards individuals, and usually this will happen if, say, someone's looking through all the stories. So um, a user may follow their friends and family that have their Snapchat stories, and those advertisements may be sprinkled in between all those different stories. So there's a couple different ways that you can advertise, whether it's through the Snapchat stories between, like, friends and family, or if you do it within the featured section of a specific publication. So the problem with any of this, and this is something that was brought up a little bit ago, was the whole 10-second thing, where literally the longest video you can put together is 10 seconds for Snapchat, and for a lot of brands, that's not enough time to sell their idea or sell their story. So interesting enough, Snapchat has been selling the idea to bigger businesses that they should really be buying probably like three of uh, the 10 second spots and disperse them or kind of sprinkle them about over the course of a period of time or over the course of a publication's feed. So the concept behind this is maybe the company will start their story in the beginning of like a featured section feed. And then as the user progresses through the feed, they'll slowly uncover more bits of the story and, if they continue through the rest of the featured section. So the problem with this is you're relying on that user to be interested in whoever that publication's feed is for the longevity of all their content. And that can be a pretty big pill to swallow given that you don't really know if a user is gonna go through all the content. So a lot of this relies on the fact that you hope that your customer is interested in your story, but also interested in whoever that publication's feed is, and that they're interested in the stories that pertain to their publication as well. And then maybe at the end of the road, if they are interested in your ad and interested in everything that this featured feed has to offer, that they'll be able to get to the end of your brand story, Maybe follow through to your website or to a longer video or whatever. Make a purchase. There's a lot that's riding on it and hoping that the user is going to follow through and actually read everything and be interested for a pretty long period of time. So that's pretty much it for Snapchat. And I would love to learn a little bit more about maybe your experiences with Snapchat. Have you tried to use geo filters? What is your experience with it? Do you even think Snapchat is a reasonable way to market your business? So I'd love to hear all these different ideas, whether you send me a message on Twitter or send me a tweet or whatever at blorence38, or you can send it to Emerald Pacific as well. There's also going to be the blog post that you can go on and comment on. You can see a little bit more about the um kind of the example that I put together to learn a little bit more about the filters and see if it's something that is easy so yeah either comment on the blog post you can always comment on the podcast as well other than that I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon